Hello. Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pastera. Today we have a very special Master's Edition episode featuring Coach Basilio Mendoza of Mission, Texas. He is a cross-country coach um, with kids that have gone to state, uh, so they're incredibly talented, and um, I think he deserves some of that credit um, in finding that talent and also nurturing it. Um, he's a great runner himself and um, also coaches adults, So, um, and I, I was privileged enough when I lived in the Valley to run with his group a few times. Um, they're, they're really fast. So, but he was pretty patient. I mean, he, you know, was very encouraging, even though I wasn't that, you know, fast or anything, but, um, and I always appreciated that. And, um, and he's just always, you know, fun and supportive. Um, he's come up here, um, cause he's good friends with Orly and Kathy, uh, Montalvo and he, has come up here to San Antonio and, uh, done a trail race oh, a couple of years ago. It was a, uh, 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 uh St. Patrick's, I almost called it 4th of July. Uh, yeah, it was a St. Patrick's Day race. Uh, my friend James Nichols uh, on his property and um, cool little patch of land um, up, up, up outside of Helotes. I think that's how you say it. Oh, God, the way they say things around here, I never understand. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he ended up winning, I think at first in Masters. And I think another time we dragged him to Pedernales Falls for one of the night trail races a few years ago. And um, he did the 30K and took first in Masters. So, and of course, he's blazing fast on, you know, regular road, um, which I think is probably his uh, his element. But, you know, he can adjust either way, which is sort of not fair. But no, just kidding. But yeah, we, those of us who are better at trail and or, you know, just because we're really bad at road, um, you know, we're sort of envious of those who are good in both venues, but, uh, anyway, but yeah, he's, he's super supportive, super cool. Um, just does a lot of great things for his kids. And, um, yeah, he's, he likes to raise funds to take them out of state, sometimes Colorado. I forget where else he said, but I know he, after they saw the movie McFarlane USA, he, uh, contacted the guys uh, you'll hear the story but he contacted the, the actual people uh, that were you know the actual runners and uh, they ended up going out to California and just had this incredible time and you know he still stays in touch with them and whatnot and you know they're supportive of uh, his kids and uh, yeah so it's, it's kind of amazing um, and if you haven't seen McFarland USA you really should um, it's, it's a great uplifting film. I think it's got Kevin Costner in it and um, one of the Valley's own um, Valente Rodriguez, just a stupid aside about him. He was the, uh, the, the keynote speaker at graduation. I think the last time that we had graduation at university of Texas, Pan American before it merged into UT uh, Rio Grande Valley. But um, anyway, it's not neither here nor there, but Valente was the uh, guest speaker and he actually plays the principal in McFarland. So um, and he used to be on the George Lopez show, but he was pretty funny, you know, and I saw him backstage um, at graduation <laughs> and got him aside. I'm like, oh my God, your joke was really funny. And by the way, I really loved you in McFarland. I was just like, stupid fangirl. I mean, he was very nice. <laughs> Wait, I'm not even sure why I shared that story, but anyway, you know me, I'm always a on a tangent somewhere. Um, anyway, I should shut up because listen, this is a great interview and you know, I've been really fortunate this week. I had, you know, that interview with Chris McWaters, which went really well, got a lot of good feedback and, um, I hope you would really enjoy this one too, because he's got a very interesting backstory and, um, I think you'll find him inspiring. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Coach Basilio Mendoza. So hello, Coach Basilio. I am so excited to have you uh, on the podcast. And, uh, you know, I was just in the Valley yesterday. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't been there for like two years. I, I went down for the uh, Mesquite, Mesquite Fire Race. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and of yeah, course, it was pretty hot yesterday my god it was insane yeah and, <laughs> yeah super humid yeah yeah and I, i'm still you know it's not as humid and the pollen is a little different down there as it is up here and uh yeah <laughs> and so 
yeah whatever you know it, it was fine it was it was just really lovely to see a bunch of people but i am we're, we'll talk about la pandemia in a little while but yes okay I'm, no problem yeah and i'm coming down for that one too so yay how about oh that? nice yeah thank you i know i'm excited um so anyway um where do, where do i want to start so when did you start uh first of all okay you're 55 years old uh have, yes. you, have you always lived in Mission, Texas, or where did you grow up? Uh, no, I'm actually well, no, I'm actually. Thank you for having me here on the po podcast. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. So uh, I've I've always uh, well, I grew up in Far. Mm -hmm. So I was I was um, you know grew up at a and graduated from PSGA uh, in '85. So yeah, I've been I've been you know uh, in the valley after my. You know, so I've, yeah, I've been used to this heat for most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and where did you go to yeah. college? Uh, I went to college uh, in uh, University of Finley in Finley, Ohio. It was a small school. I knew there was, that no was definitely, definitely. Okay. Yeah, def definitely a huge change for me <laughs> culturally and weather-wise as well you know yeah i get it i mean i'm from cincinnati as you may know and uh, yeah i get it oh cincinnati yeah oh jeez, i know so what did you study at um your university uh well i'm a i'm a i have a major in bilingual ed mm -hmm. uh, and spanish and EOS, esol which is kind of Sounds almost the same as as uh, uh sounds kind of the same as bilingual but it's a little different from ESOL. Okay. English, has second, English to speakers of other languages. Right. And bilingual pretty much just um, you know English and Spanish. So that's what I studied over there, and um, you know, and it's 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 been good. You know, I I think our program back in the day was ranked one of the top. Um, programs in the country in ESOL. So did you grow up speaking Spanish or did you grow up speaking English or was it both? Uh, yeah, my first language uh, home was def definitely Spanish because my mom spoke only Spanish and my dad spoke only Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I grew up speaking Spanish um, as my primary language. Where are they from? Um, I mean, what part of Mexico? I'm assuming it's Mexico. Uh, yeah, my, my, uh, my dad is from uh, along the border, you know, I didn't grow up with my dad, so I'm not too familiar. But I think I think it was the uh, Rio Bravo area. Okay. And my mom was from Veracruz. Okay. Right. Um. So, yeah. All right. How many, how many kids are in your, uh, were in your family growing up? Uh, the, we had uh, three boys and four girls, so it was always oh. a fight for the restroom. <laughs> how, many yeah, bathrooms, like, uh, how many bathrooms in the house? Just one? One. Oh, <laughs> Can you imagine? God. Holy cow. Man. <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't ever get to the restroom. I imagine there might be some peeing in the yard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Irrigation was always good. Holy cow. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So so how did you learn English? I mean, I know I know this is not about running yet, but we're gonna get there, so don't worry. No, no problem. Uh I think um, uh, you know, I was just it was a, a total immersion uh thing with us in 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 first grade and, and uh really uh my teacher was Anglo. Mm -hmm. And she didn't know any Spanish and know English. She was an older lady. Uh, she was hardcore. And I remember just being spanked a lot. <laughs> I had no idea why, but I would always get spanked. I'm, I'm sure it was for oh. different reasons, but uh, I, I don't remember exactly why other than. <laughs> yeah, so yeah my, yeah, my first great experience was definitely not a good one. And and uh, uh, so the total immersion was pretty tough for me because um, there was it was very uh, to me I I think it was a very insensitive uh, approach especially for kids that 
have never been exposed to English whatsoever, not even a hello or hi or good morning. We we had we had no idea. We didn't know anything. So going in there, uh, you know, getting uh, hit with a ruler in the hands and and uh, getting spanked every day and getting yelled at every day was just a really horrible experience, you know. And it was really demeaning and kind of it was it was yeah it was it was not a good it was not a good experience and and uh i always vowed to i mean you know once i i had no idea i was gonna go to college but once i realized i was in college and i, I realized i was actually gonna graduate mm-hmm. uh, i uh, i remember uh some of my teachers uh that were very intensive and i always thought to myself i would never i would never be a teacher like them i was i was always gonna uh you know be very sensitive to to uh, uh, students' feelings and their emotional load, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, family or friends or whatever it was. I was always going to try to be, you know, listen before I before I even judge or even act on somebody. So, uh, so I think I've been like thirty first. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, say something. No problem. Yeah, this is my 31st year as a teacher, and of wow. uh, of uh, I had a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of kids go on to college, and some that some of them really, uh, quite honestly, they I don't they didn't have a, a chance in hell to make it out, but I kind of saw myself in them, mm-hmm. so I went a little extra with some of those kids that I saw some kind of semi-talent and rough around the edges. And I just kind of, you know, um, pretty much helped them out a little extra than most. Uh, I tried to help in every kid out, but, and so I've had, man, I, man, I've quite a bit, you know, and, and I would say, I don't know, over a thousand, thousands. Yeah. And yeah. So head wow. valedictorians, you know, on my teams, yeah um quite a bit so it's been a blessing for me to see kids that normally would have been ignored and would have slipped through the cracks i didn't allow that to happen to them yeah because you felt like you could identify with them right exactly yeah because i I should have been i should i i I feel even nowadays my friends are like man we can't believe you went to college Yeah, I'm like, I can't believe it either. I get it. I know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm a first generation college student. So I mean, I understand. I get it. Um, Oh, yeah. Even even though I'm a white girl, you know, from the Midwest. I mean, yeah, it's it's a different. Oh, my God. Yeah, Midwest. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. I love the Midwest. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, like like you said, you were up in Ohio. And I was like, yay, that's my home state. do you think yeah. that the teachers that were sort of, you know, treating you poorly, do you think it was just a lack of understanding? Oh, those birds. Do you think it was a lack of understanding oh, yeah. about cultures and whatnot? Uh, I think it was just, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's kind of like, uh, I think it's definitely a lack of understanding the culture mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, I try to remember, I try to uh, think to myself, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of relived that those moments and I think to myself, like, why were they so mean, you know, and and um, it was maybe uh, that and they just, they themselves did not want to change, you know, it, you know, it's like nowadays, you know, there's a lot of teachers that don't want to change, you know, and right it could be that too. And they, they just felt that totally merged, you know, swam or drown. And a lot of my friends drowned, you know, cause there was no, no there was no, there was really no, uh, lack, no mercy whatsoever. And, and maybe uh, to them it was, it was tough love, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe to them it was more of a, of a, um, of a, you're going to learn my way or the highway type of attitude. And, a lot of us didn't learn, not because we didn't want to, but we just didn't know anything, you know? I mean, yeah, we're like, schools. imagine yeah. going to Japan. Shit, it's not you know, taking a PhD person, uh, uh, you know, immersed in, in uh, Japanese culture. They have no idea what Japanese culture is. It's the same thing. You're like, oh, shit, what? 
how do I ask to go to a restroom, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I yeah, yeah simple stuff. I, I have, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize you know, in advance. I apologize for the people you know, who preceded me, you know, as educators, because yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I have always been empathetic, you know, but then, then again, that's my personality. Yeah. You know, I've always been exactly to people and, and I'm so sorry that you had to experience that, you know, I mean, you know, as someone yeah. who grew up in the Midwest and with, you know, I mean, I had my own set of you know, weirdo issues or issues that made me sort of an outcast, but that was very different from my race and culture. And, and so, yeah. you know, it was more like I was always the last person picked to run, you know, or you know, nobody wants to pick Paz, oh. you know? <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah, I went through that too. I, I know, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. so I mean, it was, and it, my family didn't have a lot of money. And so you know, we were the only ones that didn't go, you know, to Florida on spring break. And so I was just kind of like, you know, trying to lay yeah. out in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. yeah. Oh my God. But anyway, uh, so, so we, we, you, you have survived it. And so have I, uh, so tell us about what you, uh, God, uh, so, how did how did your running career start? Um, I think in when I was a first grader, um, I got hit by a car, and uh, I was crossing the uh, I was going home and crossing the street, mm-hmm. and somebody did not obey the laws, and I was walking across, and this car just man just hit me so hard, and I just remember flipping in the air and breaking all kinds of he's just hearing bones crack and then I just slipped down the I slipped down the the windshield and all the way to the to the floor and back then those cars were all metal, you know? Yeah. And I just remember people being around me and telling me, uh, you know, look I'm in the I'm I'm in I'm on my back looking up and everybody's <laughs> just staring at me thinking like, oh this guy's gone. Yeah. And uh and uh so I went to the hospital and Pretty much, uh, doctor told me, well, not me, but I remember doctor told my mom, well, you know, more than likely he's not going to be able to run or walk very, for a long, long time. And, you know, and, you know, I think we're just born with those attitudes, you know, because I remember um, people telling me that, well, you know, no, I said, no, I'm going to, no, 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 I'm going to be fine. And it was pretty tough uh, getting out of that. And I remember, like you, like you mentioned earlier, that uh, as I grew up, I mean, I had a, a bad limp, and I was uh, pretty slow, and and I was I was kind of not very strong and very very frail. And I remember, uh, you know, I was in a, I lived in a neighborhood where the neighborhood was just full of kids. I mean, everybody was outdoors there's no nobody i mean if you were indoors you were rare you were, you were weird i get it I so get we it. all yeah so we all every, we wouldn't even have relays on the block i grew up in a in a, in the projects you know and government funded housing and i mean i mean there's kids everywhere and we do relays and we play baseball we do basketball we do soccer we do tag we do hide and seek all over the neighborhood uh, we do boxing, marbles, you know, and it was kind of hard those uh, second, third grade and, you know, fourth grade that nobody wanted to pick me because, you know, I was, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was slow and I was slow and, and, uh, and uh, so, you know, I just kind of, I just started doing a bunch of sit-ups in my house. I didn't want to be considered a wimp. <laughs> so I, I just, yeah, I just, man, I just, you know what? Forget that. And it, it, uh, girls would even beat me, you know? Oh, no. And, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. And uh, so I started running a lot on my own and little by little. And I remember this, this, this guy, this man from my neighborhood lived about two doors down. He says, hey, uh, you want to? you want to go run with me? And I'm like, run with you? Like, what? Okay. And it was, a, he was a little overweight, a much older guy. 
he's probably well. I was only a kid, and he's probably in his thirties. And I remember running with him, you know, running with him, and he would talk, and I would run with him, and yeah, cool. He's kind of took me under his wing a little bit, and then um, I think he he I remember him leaving, and I just kept running, and then after a while, I also ran because I didn't want to be, you know, in a bunch of fights. And little by little, you know, I got a little stronger, a little stronger, a little stronger, and I ended, I ended up in uh, in summer track as a seventh grader. And, you know, I just started winning, you know. It was kind of weird. That's I just started, cool. Yeah, but nobody would pick me at first. Oh, you get Basilio. No, you get Basilio. <laughs> like, oh, nobody wanted Basilio. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, it was pretty bad. I know. It's, so I, was the, I was the last stars getting picked. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, like I feel bad. for life. I know. I mean, yeah, no matter how successful <laughs> yeah. you are, I'm like, I'm still that person that doesn't get picked. Anyway, um, yeah. So, so once you started, you know, doing better, then did it start feeling easier and and whatnot? Yeah, it 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 felt a lot easier. You know, I've been running probably since um, competitively, uh, probably since seventh grade. Wow. You know, and it 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 felt. Once I started, uh, I, you know, I, you know, it's like putting money in a bank and little by little, I got faster and stronger and doing pushes. And I entered, I got into football and we started doing weight routines and I started doing sit-ups, you know, with the coaches and, and I just, and then I, the, the one thing that helped me a lot was that I was a little taller than most seventh and eighth graders. Cause I grew a little faster. And, um, and I remember, I mean, I remember, um, uh, that, that I just, I just felt that, that I was like, oh, you know, I, I would just, people would tell me like, man, you're fast, you're fast, and I mean, people that didn't know me, people mm-hmm. in the neighborhood was, were like, wow, he's slow, you know, because he's slow, <laughs> and 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 little by little, you know, I mean, I got faster and I got became more competitive, and and I, I thrived on competition, I thrived on on winning, you know, and every time I ran against a guy that was better than me, I just kind of wanted to run against him again until I got him, you know, and, and it got easier, you know, it got a lot easier for me. And, and I could, I mean, I could run in, in super hot weather, uh, cold weather, it didn't matter. And then, and I think what I liked about it a lot was that coaches kind of gave me extra shoes all the time, you know, they give me like really? two pairs. Yeah, they'd always give me two pairs. Hey, I see you here. And like, I don't know if it was because because they wanted to keep me happy, or maybe I was just that poor, you know. And I remember it could be either. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and I remember it's probably the latter, you know, because I remember going to HEB and uh, uh, walking over there, and then walking back home with the groceries. You know, HEB was over there. It was about a two mile walk well yeah about a two mile walk and we'd be walking with groceries all the way home and i would buy my shoes and they should be you know so oh my god. i think maybe they just felt a little sorry for me <laughs> oh my god yeah h-e-b running yeah. shoes that's not a good idea yeah <laughs> we call them the well you know and, and the funny i mean i guess the, the the weird thing about it is everybody in my neighborhood pretty much we're all like in the same wavelength everybody just just about, I would say, ninety percent of everybody bought their shoes in H E B and their <laughs> so clothes in a secondhand store. You were all yeah, at the same, so. Dis- yeah. So you're all at the same disadvantage. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, but no, none of us noticed that. Hey, dude, you're poor. No, you're poor. We're all poor. <laughs> we're all poor, and we have and the when same. Everybody food. was poor. It was cool. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I love my neighborhood. Yeah. No, I I totally get it. Yeah. Um, so um, when you were in college then, uh, or high school, okay, let's do this. High school, did you, were you on the track team or what did you do? Yeah, I was on the varsity uh, track, varsity cross country, mm-hmm. varsity um, uh, football. Mm-hmm. So I was an all-around athlete and and somehow, I think maybe because of my athlete, but I was a, uh, I was also, uh, um, most of my years, I was at, uh, at the athlete of the year. Started in sixth grade, and I was class favorite in eighth grade. 
all the way to my senior year. And I was, uh, so it was kind of weird to, to, I, I think I was very, I, I was very humble about everything because, I mean, I never threw dirt in anybody's face. <laughs> I mean, I was in a Junior Olympics, you know, I mean, as a kid, I was in a Junior Olympics. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I ran, I was one of the faster kids in the nation. And I, I think because of all the struggles I went through just to get to where I was, I always try to encourage uh, just about everybody I see, uh, all my friends and everybody, everybody, ah, give, give us the ball, you know, give us the baton and give, and let us see the jump, and you know, and I kind of felt I carried the team on the shoulders for a while, uh, but I never, I never felt as a as an island because I always thought uh, team is 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 more important than one person. Yeah. So I I remember you know in basketball passing the ball to the open guy instead of shooting the ball or laying it up, or or you know trying to do a little extra hard because I knew. That guy, uh, he knew that I was gonna hand out the baton to a guy that was a little slower, so I was like, "Oh shit, I know I'm gonna take <laughs> off, man!" You know, so I take off and just give him a little bit of hit start, or you know, help him out a little bit. Oh, in football, you know, tackling a little bit more for the for the quarterback, or or throwing the ball sometimes for the quarterback, or you know, it was a it was a really it was a unique situation for me uh, there and in high school. I mean, everybody got a little taller and stronger, so I started. People started catching me a little bit, but but still, I was still uh, a pretty decent basketball player, uh, pretty decent track, pretty decent cross country. I just wish I would have. I would just focused on running more. I think I would have done a lot better. Yeah. Wow, that's that's so cool, though. <laughs> so you're kind of the big man on campus, or the big man on campus? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I guess, because uh, my I was uh, nominated as like a, a Mr. PSJ, uh, Mr. Class Favorite Man, all the way from eighth grade all the way to my senior year. You know, and that kind of after a while, that kind of is kind of like uh, you know, like I didn't want to be in that spotlight. Yeah. Um, because uh, I, I I remember I remember a girl telling me <laughs> my senior year. She looked at me. She goes, and I remember it was, I was in Spanish class. I remember quite vividly because she was the only one that made this comment. And she looked at me. She goes, "Man, you always win. I'm not voting for you." <laughs> oh my god! I was like, so I mean, I said, "Hey, don't vote for me." And I remember some of my friends telling me, "Hey, Vasily, you're giving us candies." Raymond Richie is and Fred and Fred is. Oh and my I'm like, give me candies. Wait, I can't even buy my own damn candies. What am I giving you candies for? Uh, you know. So yeah, and it was a interesting. Yeah, it was it was kind of kind of cool, but at the same time, I kind of uh, you know I, I was glad that you know every time it came around that time, like nah, it's kind of man, don't don't vote for me. Don't worry, I mean I don't care. You know I didn't care. <laughs> So uh, in college, uh, were you were you a um, what's the word? Did you have a scholarship, or how did that work? Oh well, in college it was a little unique because I was in um, I was a I was a migrant, and we used to work up in. Well, you remember, you know Bowling Green, yeah, Bowling Green area, Mm -hmm. yeah, Bowling Green, Ohio. So we worked around that area as migrant workers in tomato fields and all that and. so I remember a, a man came up, I still remember his name, Ricardo Lucio. He came up and said, hey, uh, you guys, uh, you know, you guys, because he was looking for Latinos in the field, you know, and, and well, it was, we, there was about three or four of us there, and he spoke to us, and he says, hey, man, we, we, we'd like to get you guys to come up here to the University, uh, uh, University of Finley. And I'm like, and I thought to myself, like, no, it's a Finley, like Finley. Yeah. Finley, what's that? And I'm like, that's not for me. <laughs> yeah, that's not for me. I to call it. I feel like that. I mean, I, yeah, I was like, man, I'm barely trying to graduate from, <laughs> you know, regular classes in high school, you know? Yeah. And, um, and he approached us and, you know, to me, it was just a dream. And I didn't, 
really think about it. And then uh, my friend Ramiro Samaripa, uh, he, because his dad was a foreman and they reached out to him and then he told me, hey, let's go. And I'm like, man, I don't want to go there. So it was more about academic scholarship, uh, which be, and then it turned into a, uh, it's, in the NAIAs, they don't give athletic scholarships. So it was more of an academic scholarship because, uh, well, it's a little funny. I'll, I'll try to explain that one. So I said, oh, that sounds good. And somehow my counselor uh, found out. And uh, this lady, which I owe a lot to her, uh, she filled out my entire application. She just, uh, uh, come on, Vasilio, come on. She called me in and she uh, she filled everything out for me. And I have no idea. I had no idea what she was doing other than she was asking me questions. And, and she was just filling it out for me because I guess she knew and she understood this kid is a first generation. He has no clue what the hell is going on. Exactly. You know? And which I would have done the same, and I've done the same for a lot of my kids, even kids that have no uh, no papers, they're yeah. undocumented. Mm-hmm. I've done that as well for them, and and uh, so she filled everything out, and I had no idea. And then she, once she she was done, she's like, Basilio, congratulations!" And I'm like, "On what? You're going to college?" Ah! I'm like, "What?" <laughs> oh, 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 what, what do you, mean? And, you know back then yeah well back then you you really don't uh i mean you you just yes sir no no sir that's all yeah as athletes back then we understood that whatever an authority figure says yes yes ma'am yes sir Got it. uh no did you do it no ma'am no you know that's it so so i said okay and then i I thought I was dreaming, and, and then uh, I guess she made an announcement or something because everybody was like, hey, you're going to college? I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to pinch myself. I just laugh it. <laughs> yeah, I would laugh it off because I'm oh like, my I'm I mean, I'm like, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I ended up um, going with my good friend, Ramiro Samaripa, or I consider a brother. I mean, he uh, drove up to college, and we drove up. And I'm like, wow. And I told my mom, mom, I'm going to college. And she looked at me like, you're going where? She what? Says, you know, like, what's that? You know? <laughs> and she just freaked out. She asked me, where, where are you going to go to college? And I said, Ohio. What? And she, Where's that? Yeah, when I would go to, yeah, when I would go to Ohio for the, to, to, to uh, the fields, I would go on my own with another yeah. family. So she never went with me. And so I kind of told her it's really far away. And so <laughs> I left, you know, and. Yeah, I left and uh, I never looked back, and I was blessed. I've had a lot of angels in my in my corner. Every time I see a sign, a God has been great. You know, every time He always puts somebody in my path to guide me. Just home, home, yep. and and uh, and I follow the sign. You know, I don't, I don't, I do not hesitate when when there's a sign there, and and I know it's a sign. I, I just take it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So how did college? So how did it go in college then, as far as your running career, et cetera? Uh, yeah. So um, I think uh, it it went great. <laughs> <laughs> um, they give they they started giving me what they call a a presidential scholarship. Whoa. So I really had no idea what that was, but that was um, secret code for athletes. Wow. Because most of the athletes have the same scholarship. I mean, you, you're talking that our football team was was number one in the nation. The four years I was there, we, were, we won two national championships. In football, so a lot of my friends actually went to play in the NFL, and I had my roommate. Well, I was in my roommate, but he was always in my room. I was always in his room. He uh, <laughs> went to play for the Reds, Cincinnati Reds. Oh yeah. Um, who, yeah, who, who, Jeff Nagy. I don't know you. Might, you might remember him, Jeffrey Nag. Jeff Jeff Nagy. Oh yeah, of is that, course. His name is Nagy, right? 
Yeah, Nagi. Yeah, that's that was yeah. that was my. Uh, how about that? <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm. A, I mean, I'm yeah. a Reds fan, and but I haven't followed them for a long time. But yeah, I remember him. Oh my God. Yeah. Cool. that is so. He and I would hang out in college, and I also hung out with a guy that played for the Cincinnati Bengals. Woo! Who's that? Uh, his name was Dana Wright. I think he was a, a punt returner or something. Or something. <laughs> that, I don't follow football yeah. as much as I do baseball, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that was so cool. And yeah, Cleveland Browns, Keith Kupchak. For the All right, I'm not, not going to cheer on the Browns. Sorry, that's a regional. <laughs> that's that. a regional thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a regional thing. So yeah, so Jeff Nagy was a, a, a we used to we used to lay out together at the uh, uh, on the Pobo pit, you know. So we lay out there get get dark because a lot of people oh think I'm really dark, but you but you know how you go out there and there's no sun for six months. Yes, I mean yes. you get light. Oh my God. I know. I can remember laying out in like March, like yeah. on spring break. Yeah. Like March, 40 yeah, degrees. Right. Yeah. 40 degrees. I'd be out in my backyard. I didn't care. I'd like, you know, let one of the, you know, uh, you know, uh, God, what do you call it? Walls of the house to sort of block yeah. the cold. Yeah. So I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. So yeah. So the 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 running was pretty good. You know. I mean, uh, we we didn't have a. My first year, we had a, an interim coach, and we still did okay, but I, I think we needed a lot more direction. And my second year, we had a coach by the last name of Redding, and he was super cool. And I had a pretty good year then. I think I got top twenty. I think that would have made me an all district or all conference um, or second team or third team, one of those. And I got 20th, uh, but we ran in a super hilly course in Rio Grande. They call it Rio. I, I tell them it's Rio Grande, but oh, Rio man, that's Grande. A yeah. Argument there. yeah, they say, well, we're going to Rio Grande. What? Jeez, I know. It's Rio like, Grande. So, how furious. Yeah. Yeah, so I was, yeah, all conference. Uh, I, I was academic all conference. You know, I was in that dean's list. Um, I did, I did uh, fairly, uh, fairly reasonably well, uh, considering that I didn't have a, a, a coach. And then, uh, and then the second year I did better. And then the, that coach left to go to pharmacy school. And then another guy came in, and it was pretty tough because he was really, he was, he was. Uh, I want to say he, he he was definitely he was a New Yorker, and uh, I don't know he was kind of different in his sarcasm. I just didn't play into it, and I just you know we had a we, a lot of the guys more than anything else, not the girls. We we kind of like were kind of a little turned off by his sarcasm, is the way he did things, and uh, we still ran. You know I still lettered four years. I was I think I was the only. Uh, very few of uh, people that learned four years there in cross country and in track and um, in track I I qualified uh, well I don't know track was all confident cross country all conference but I, I think I qualified for the national championships in a half marathon I just you know that I was just one of those kids that was too easy going I, I lost my I really love the ambiance at the college. Yeah. So I kind of didn't, I, yeah, I didn't really mind not being great, you know, not being, I mind, you know, I didn't mind, but I just did not want to like, get kicked okay. out because I was about to get kicked out of college. Yeah. Yeah. My first year, I told me, you shape up or get out. You're kicking you out. You know, I was, I mean, again, I was coming from, uh, from PSJ where everybody, you know, not most of my friends. The only English that were uh, were speaking was when the coaches were, were talking to us. But amongst us, we just speak a lot of Spanglish. You know, parquear, cake, and Charlie. Gotcha. La cura, and you know, just a bunch of dialect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So um, once you got out of college, um, as a, as an adult, what happened with your running after that? Um, I think I took a three-year, two or three-year uh, off because I was Radical. kind of, yeah, I was kind of like, eh, you know, I was kind of a little turned off by the coach. So I kind of like, nah, I'm, I'm tired. I, I think I remember my last race was at the University of Toledo. Okay. And I remember throwing my shoes inside the pond. <laughs> and uh, I said, I, <laughs> I threw my spikes inside the pond. And I told everybody, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to run again. And I went, I went back to my dorm barefooted. <laughs> and uh, got in the van and you know, I think uh, there was a lot of good times, uh, uh, a lot of indoor meets that I got to run in, inside uh, in uh, Berea, Ohio, and uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan, and Eastern Michigan. I mean, it was, it, we, I, I just thought if I would have had a coach that was um, a coach that, that, that uh, was a lot more... You know, again, I go, I go back to my first grade, you know, first grade experience with my English. And I'll have this coach who's, out, who's a Latino. I, my first grade teacher was, was, was Anglo. And my second grade teacher was Anglo. But my second grade teacher was awesome, you know, Ms. Matheny. I still remember her name. She was awesome. And she was really sweet and nice and always helped me. And this, this coach that I had my my second year, he was just uh, he was just uh, he was he was Latino also he was Puerto Rican, but a big time turn off you know, mm-hmm. and um, so and so I took three years off, and that's, and then I started watching the cross country boys run, and they would come and tell me they would tell me because I was only a teacher for ten years I was a, a straight out teacher, and they would tell me oh, hey coach uh. I'm running cross country. I'm like, oh, really? And they didn't, I never told them that I was a cross country. And I was just like, oh, really? Wow, cool. You know, and they would tell me their times. I'm like, oh, my God, that's horrible. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> you ran two miles. You ran the two miles in cross country. You ran 15 minutes. Oh, my God. What are you, you know, were you crawling or what? You know, as a teenager, you know, I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, I said, I think I tell them, I think you need to run a lot more. Yeah, you know, and after a while, I got to the point where I was really overweight. I was almost at two hundred pounds. What? And was, yeah, I was at two hundred pounds, and I and yeah, tall, I was two hundred pounds, and I huh? How tall are you? Um, five ten. Oh my god! Okay, that's insane. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, that was bad, and you know, walking upstairs, and oh, I was like breathing hard. Oh my and god! I look like crap. I remember taking my shirt off. Imagine must have been a mirror. Like, oh my god, what happened to all those abs? Oh no! Yeah. So, Yeah, and so yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty tough. Yeah. And so I started again, and I started once I lost some weight. I started uh, running with the La Jolla boys, you know, and I would run with them. Um, all the time and then I started getting back in shape and then I started you know enjoying enjoying the beauty of pure running not not really following any kind of format or any kind of any kind of plan of any kind nobody's telling me anything I just fell in love with running all over again you know I just mm-hmm. running and losing that weight and you know doing push-ups on my own doing pull-ups doing squats you know and going to the to the school weight room and you know I enjoyed looking like an athlete all over again and and then I started running uh 5k's here and there and I mean I was I I remember running a 5k in San Antonio at the Tabe conference or I think it was a Tabe or a Nabe conference National Association of Valley Educators what year is this and I remember huh what year oh that was man oh that was like 90 oh you know, long mid to early 90s yeah, mid nineties probably, okay. and I remember running running well, mm-hmm. and 
and I did pretty good. And my boy, and everybody looked at me like, "Oh shit, you run?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I did. Everybody was shocked, like, "Oh shit, you almost won it!" <laughs> and uh, I, I, I beat some of the UTSA kids, you know. Yeah. And so everybody was like in shock, and yeah, and you know, ever since then, I just never stopped. Ever since then, I never stopped. So, and I've been running ever since, and. And, uh, you know, running on, and I found my thing running trail, but it's because, you know, a lot of people, they call it trail now, but back then it was just canals and yeah. getting lost in woods, wooded areas and stuff. And yeah. there was not a, there, there wasn't labeled as, oh, it's a trail run, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the way my knees, I've kept my knees and my joints yeah. uh, from deteriorating, I think. So what? So you you are a trail runner now? Uh, I think I've always been a trail runner, you know, because yeah. uh, I never, I've never really, I, I, I don't like traffic, you know, and <laughs> some of these drivers are pretty bad. I mean, after being hit by a car, it was as a first grader, uh, stay away from the right. street, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that really that got dramatic, and my mom was always like, "No corres en la calle, don't run the street." Okay. <laughs> And so I, I would just hit the canals, you know, mm-hmm. hit a bunch of canals and, and, and I would, man, I would make up my own stuff. I would, uh, I called it, I call it now adventure, adventure mode. Mm-hmm. And I would just go into Calicheras and I would, I would uh, park my car and just, just run. I mean, if it looks interesting and kind of spooky, I just get in there and trespass and run, you know? Yeah. So I mean, I know we've invited you and you've accepted the challenge uh, at a number of trail runs, as I call it, big boy trail runs like Pedernales. Uh Oh, yeah. Where the heck was that other one? The other one was like, I think it was like a St. Patrick's Day run or something like that. I mean, those are the ones that are. Oh, yeah. But you, yeah, you end up winning these and it's like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So yeah, I was I was shocked. <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, you know, I'm like, wow, this is so cool. This guy is so fast. Anyway, um, so what is your advice to people who are over fifty uh, in terms of trail running or training? What is that? Uh, yeah, I think uh, my advice would be, you know, as we get older, I think nutrition has a lot to do with it yeah and so i mean i'll drink a coke here and there but it's gonna be a mixing coke all sugar (laughs) um and yeah usually after a run um my advice would be um i would say you're uh twice a week uh twice a week uh somewhere in the middle of the week maybe like a tuesday thursday or something eat lentils one day okay. and eat liver on the other day, you know? Ooh. Lentils so your so your so your um so your iron levels are up. You know? Is there something other uh, than this, liver we could eat? Uh yeah, I, I would say spinach, salads, anything that that's that's uh that's uh iron rich. Okay. I would say eat some of that. Uh, nutrition wise yeah of course whatever else just uh Got, got to be careful, you know, uh, with the flour and stuff like that. I think be moderate about that. Yeah. And I would say, like, if you're going to run a chore race, um, you know, the day before, maybe eat some pasta so you can have enough and then eat protein afterwards. So I think setting up your meals, uh, being really conscious of that, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as training is concerned, uh, I would say... Um, a Sunday run, maybe 20% of your mileage, you know, of your entire weekly mileage. So, so uh, let's say you're running 40 miles a week, you know, uh, if you're running 40 miles a week, I think, uh, you know, uh, so that would be an eight mile run in a Sunday, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people like to overdo it on a long run because they feel it's time. Uh, I think that's a that's a really bad, or oh, that's a uh, that's a really good sure way to get of getting 
of it, getting um, hurt. Yep. You know? Yep. So 20% of your weekly mileage. So that should be the, and then after that, you add, you, you add 10%, you know? So that would be 10%, that'd be 44 miles. And mm -hmm. then 20% of that. And then add 10% and keep going until you get to a point where, okay, my, okay, this is good enough for me. Yeah. And uh, a Sunday long run, you know, and then uh, a Monday recovery run half of whatever you ride on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And a Tuesday, uh, I would say trail, uh, you know, going the, going the trails or, or uh, something like canals and maybe run, um, you know, it depends on the person. Sometimes people don't care about getting faster, but uh, what I do with myself, I'll run like a 70% of my VO2, mm -hmm. my VO2 being my fastest miles. So everybody has to pretty much basically time this every, themselves in the miles. So my my uh, fast mile, my VO2 is a 520. Ugh. So that's my all-out mile. Yeah. Yeah, mine and the reason it's a, you know and the reason it's a nine is because you're probably not doing uh, enough leg turnover workouts you know yeah so yeah. you gotta do some leg turnover workouts to uh, drop your view too some more I got and it. so my 70 percent is a is a is a like a 735 mm -hmm. and my 75 is a 706 705 Woo! and then my 83 percent is like a like uh, between 640 and six, yeah, 645 and seven flat. Oh, so, and that's basically what I did at the, at the Woodlands Marathon. I ran a average 644 for 13.1 miles. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at 55. Woo. I know. I know. That's yeah. Incredible. So, um, what advice do you have for people who are, you know, over, you know, 50, uh, who are trying to get back into running or, you know, turn on to running um, anything? Yeah, I, I would say uh, one of the, one of the, you know, I've seen a lot of like, uh, like coaches, uh -huh. uh, like, uh, I guess teams or, you know, like, like uh, the co you know they always run the same place yeah you know they always run the same route yep. every yep. single day that is like eating burgers every single day it gets boring after a while you know <laughs> yeah and so what i say is have a tuesday thursday route oh. monday wednesday route friday off switch it around with a bike ride and then a Saturday, go for an adventure run. And Sunday, go for your long run. So I think switching sceneries, switching places would be awesome. Uh, they can go on, if they don't know where they're at, they can go to uh, map my run and get a, get a, get a, uh, get a, a, uh, an account, which is easy to do. Mm -hmm. And then let's say they want to run in San Antonio and then they put on their San Antonio and they go to, a, a particular a specific place they put it on there and then the map will take them there and they can actually see the whole entire road and then they can draw out a map and then go there and then pretty much basically go and you know follow what they mapped out wow that's amazing yeah so that's what i do a lot of times that's great so um anything else you want to yeah Anything else you wanted to add? I know we've been going on for a while, <laughs> but I don't mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the shoes are important. You know, the gear is important. Absolutely. And the hydration is important. If you can smell your if you can smell your urine, you're dehydrated. That's not yeah. good. And and I think the hydration part, um, every three miles you got you gotta drink. So yeah. if you don't have a a hydration station, uh take your little um handheld mm -hmm. and every three miles Yep. Sip. Every three miles. You don't have to sip all the time, but every three miles, sip and then, uh, and uh, be aware of of uh, your pace, you know, and That's be aware of the heat and, you know, all those things. Uh, uh, that And the shoes, you know, you got to have comfortable shoes, you know, and 
I think those shoes make a big old difference, you know, uh, for a lot of people. I know we have, we have, I have training shoes. Don't walk in your training shoes because you're adding miles to it. So I don't really walk in my training shoes. Yeah. I walk in my walking shoes. Got it. You know, and then I have my racing shoes and that's what I use for my races. So what is your, what is your uh, next goal? Uh, my next goal is to, um, to average six thirties for a uh, uh, half, for a half. Yeah. And, and then uh, uh, hopefully average 645, between 645 and, and seven flat for a marathon. Uh, and I think it can be done, you know, mm. and uh, I want to break 18 and a 5K. Oh, so, yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna get done. I know in North Carolina, I I hit my my last mile. It's an AK, but in my last mile, I I hit a I think it was a five, I think it was a five forty ish or five thirty five. You know, it was a, wow. between five thirty five and five forty on my last mile, which is a point ninety five. <laughs> so I I would imagine I would have been able to. And I was a little slightly uphill, so but the weather was cold, you know. Oh my gosh! So, so uh, I think I can do it. Man. I think I can do it. I I I'm confident about that. Um, snowdrop. Snow oh, snowdrop! Yeah, we want to do snowdrop. Yeah, snowdrop. Uh, Brazos. Uh, we just came from a 200 mile relay, the Texas Independence Relay. Yeah. Uh, it was a great, it was a great time there. Oh man, my at nighttime, I had no idea. It was a, I, I hit a six twenty in one of my, oh, one of my miles, my first mile split on my second leg, <laughs> and, and I hit a six twenty. I just couldn't see much, but once I saw my graph, uh, it was a, it was. I was thinking like, man, this is getting hard. I don't, but I couldn't see anything. But it was going up, 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 uphill. So I, I think, I think I must might have broken you know if it would have been flat or you know that's great so kind of it was kind of cool yeah we had a good time so i have a great uh support team you know so horacio and luz magana and exactly. uh, i mean they're they're fast guys i know i get it oh my god well listen it has been such a pleasure talking to you and is there anything else you wanted to add that i haven't asked you about no no, I think uh, just just make sure you show up to run. You know, a lot of people ask. Our motto is just show up. Yeah, got it. <laughs> you know, got people want to get out get out of the door. You know, get out the door. <laughs> exactly. That's really you know, what it's all up, about. Yeah. Yeah, off the couch and out the door. You know. Yeah. All right. And they, you know, you know, uh, Don, they don't need necessarily have to start running. They can just walk. Exactly. I mean, listen. Yeah, they can just walk. Yeah, me and Louisa yesterday. I mean, you know, because she had a um, a broken ankle like about two years ago. Or, yeah, know. that was tough. Yeah. And so yesterday we kind of walked the second loop of Mesquite Fire, and it was like it was fine. I mean, you know, I've, of course I yeah. run ahead of her, but I was just like, dude, yeah. She's like, yeah, and it's, it's okay, you know, it's, it's yeah, okay. I mean, uh, some of us are a little, uh, uh, have you know, we've been blessed a little bit more than right. others, and those that have been a little uh, blessed, I think we should support everybody else and be humble about our blessings and, and thank God that we're okay, you know, exactly. So, yeah, we, we finished together, <laughs> so yeah, that's yes, anyway. about friendships, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I felt like, okay, I didn't drive for like three and a half hours just to run by myself, for God's sake, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, quickly, tell me about La Pandemia. Oh, so La Pandemia? Or, or what? I mean, everybody has been home for such a long time, you know? We, our last race we had uh, was the Panchegas Revenge, and we, we followed a lot of protocols, and we did a lot of uh, a lot of different stuff, and which I guess everybody started. Uh, everybody was kind of thinking along the same lines because we went to the woodlands. They did the same thing, put in put put people in lines, and you know, so that was kind of cool. Uh, so la pandemia, we're gonna try to get people out. 
we're not charging very much. I what I did, I called up uh, the two run crew, and I asked them if they wanted to be, uh, you know, they want to put something on for the people. And you know, I mean, twelve dollars, you know, there's you know, it's nothing. And and we just want people to come out and have a great time. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So one loop is five k loop. So if they're gonna do the one the five k, they just one loop, and the second loop, uh, they do a second loop at a ten k. It's right on the on the spot, and we have um, I nicknamed all those areas, uh, because a lot of our kids will get lost. Someone would take their phones, you know, and at the beginning. I would say, hey, where are you? I don't know. I'm over here. There's a bunch of uh, uh, hills, dirt, rocks. Oh, yeah, that's everywhere. <laughs> that sounds and so, so, <laughs> so, so we started nicknaming all those loops. So the first main loop, the big circle, we call it Rome. Rome loop. So all roads lead to Rome. Everything leads to that main loop. Yeah. And then we start there at Rome, and we go to the neighborhood loop. And then we're going to go to roller coaster loop and then swamp loop and all the way to the Marcel Coyote loop, yeah. back to the, uh, come on to the Javelina and back to the fire trucks. And that'll be a 5k. So we have, <laughs> so that's going to be, that's going to be how, awesome. Yes. How is the 10k going to be same? It's like twice. Same, same, uh-huh, same. They're just going to go twice through it. And then I didn't want to, I really did, because did, when I did the Chalan, everybody was like, holy cow, they were in shock. <laughs> so I didn't want to shock them so much. So I'll save that one. Uh, we're looking at probably November 20th, maybe somewhere. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And and that one, now that was going to be a a tough, tough challenge where people are going to have to crawl like they did the last time and grab onto ropes and stuff. And But it's going to be awesome. I think they're going to have a great time. Cool. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I mean, I will be yeah. <laughs> 10K. Yay. And anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And anything else you guys are planning for the valley, I am there. So, anyway, Basilio. Oh, great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Basilio. And then a lot of our proceeds, Donna, I'm sorry. A lot, of, a lot of our money, a lot of times they go to kids. Oh, yeah. You know, to go to California, to go to Colorado, to go to, oh, yeah. to let's, Austin, let's to go. Quickly, so, you know, a lot of them. We... Let's quickly talk about McFarland, okay? Because I forgot. Oh, about... yeah. McFarland. Yeah. yeah, the McFarland people. Because I watched that trailer the other day and I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And I mean, yeah. So tell me. Yeah, how, we saw. Yeah, we saw the movie. Yeah, so we saw the movie and my kids my kids started crying because uh, they, they're they like, hey, coach, that's us, huh? Said, yeah, that's, that's you right there, but <laughs> we're a little worse, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and that's, that was us. So I told them, do you guys want to go over there? And they're like, yeah, you know, we, I've been taking my kids to North Carolina to the Foot Locker South Regional Championships for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. And also a summer trip, either, you know, this that year was McFarland, so I told him, let's let's plan our summer trip. You guys want to go to McFarland? Yeah. So I reached out, and the guy's like, hey, man, come on over. And we stood there for a week at Thomas Weiss's house. That's the guy that actually won the race in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he, he has a beautiful backyard with a swimming pool. Boy, we had a blast. We had a <laughs> blast talking. We, we saw the movie in his backyard. With a McFarlane guy sitting next to us. Can you imagine that? That's a great movie. Oh my God. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, we got to meet Mr. White, oh. uh, Mrs. White. Everybody, when we got there, everybody, the whole community came out to shake hands with us and, and, and uh, welcome us. Uh, it was a great time. And they also took us to some hills they run at. They were huge. And then, uh, and they also took us to, uh, to uh, uh, one of the forests, uh, what's that? Uh, oh, it, it'll come to me, uh, a big national forest. Yeah. Uh, and then they took us to Hollywood and Woo. and uh, LA and yeah, it was great. I mean, the kids loved it, you know. Uh, uh, I would have to say uh, the most colorful uh, character of them all is, um, man, I just, I forgot his name. The, the kid that they, they were the cholo in the movie, yeah. 
fuck, I can't believe I forgot. But uh, I'm not useful. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a uh, oh Victor Puentes. He oh, yeah. he was awesome, you know. He was awesome. He was an awesome uh, guy. He he even uh, uh, put out a chicken for us, and you know he cooked for us, barbecued for us. It was awesome. It was great. Uh, everybody cried when we left, and a lot of crying going on. And uh, yeah, the, the people treated us really well. So it was it was an amazing moment there. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I, they even came to our state meet. Really? Wow. Yeah, they they flew into a state championship meet. You know, we got second overall. Uh, we cried because we got second. I, I thought we you know we had a chance to get first, but oh. that's the way it goes. Yeah. And and they they got taken and the guys uh uh Samaniego and Puente and uh and uh Thomas Vias Johnny and Thomas yeah. were there and they're like hey man you guys did enough you know they were awesome they were very very inspirational and I told them I said you got nothing to worry and you got nothing to be ashamed of you we're the number one the number two team in Texas and one of the best teams in America so that was awesome. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, I kind of cut off at the end. Um, my bad. <laughs> um, but anyway, we did say goodbye to each other and, um, yeah, it was just a, it was a fun, uplifting conversation. I learned a few things about him and, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, running wise on my end, things are good. Things are, you know, they're, they're coming along. Um, I will be down in the Valley, uh, all goes well um, next weekend or this coming weekend for La Pandemia, which we talked about in this episode. And uh, yeah, it's always fun to go down there and just see old friends and you know, run in some of my, my old haunts and whatnot. So um, anyway, have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. And um, hey, by the way, if you um, think about it, well, think about it, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify podcasts and give this podcast a rating because it's always fun. And also a review if you so choose. Um, I mean, you don't have to love it. I mean, my heart might be broken, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's always nice to get some feedback and also maybe bolster the audience for this thing. I'm, I am trying to, you know, boost the audience for this in, in creative ways. And um, I got a lot of good feedback on the uh, Chris McWaters episode from earlier this week. And, um, yeah, so hopefully I'll be able to do a few more, um, you know, race director or, you know, running during COVID uh, type episodes, because I do think it's an interesting, we are living in an interesting time. And um, so, yeah, so I kind of want to, you know, so if you've got an interesting story to tell, um, you know, give me a, shoot me an email or, you know, message me through Facebook or however you want to do this yell um no just kidding i think there's actually a feature on anchor where you can leave me you can call a number and leave me a message Ooh, sounds kind of scary but um anyway uh all right that's all i've got for now i'll see you next time <laughs>